computer is right. <laughs> it's not working. Okay, now tell me. I guess we're live, but I honestly can't get the live to work properly for the audience. So anyway, Daniel Lockwood, one of my favorite human beings on the planet, and I want to introduce you. Everyone has to know this wonderful man. He is chock full of wisdom. Daniel <laughs> is... <Experience. laughs> Daniel Andrew Lockwood writes an amazing blog called Light on the Threshold. And he's a big fan of Wayne Dyer, and he's very similar to Wayne Dyer in his philosophy and his wisdom. He's soon to be published author. He describes himself as a pro-optimist, meaning he believes in a sunny outlook only if it accompanies a plan of action. And he just had, he lives in Littleton, Colorado. He's happily married, and he's a master plumber. He's a master plumber for MTech and new construction. He's 57 years old, and I just love, we met on Quora. He was offering incredible advice for people who were suicidal. And he recently had knee replacement surgery, and he had a bout of amnesia, but he forgot all about it. So take it away. <laughs> Daniel, tell me what's what's going on with you right now and how you feel about life. Oh, I, my, my outlook's a lot better. I'm not going through uh, searing pain every time I take a step anymore, so that's good. Yeah. Um, I do need to get both shoulders done the same as my knee eventually. So. Wow, really? Yep. So how so you've recovered from this and you're back at work. How do you do so much construction work and running, you know, like kneeling and climbing through portholes? Oh, uh, I, I do the best I can. I, I'm uh, definitely way overweight. Um, but I'm well, good. on a good diet and I should be uh, down to my bikini weight before you know it. So. what about the amnesia how did that affect you and do you did you really forget you had amnesia or no no i um i was working in a hospital here in colorado when it happened so that was a bit fortuitous and everything went south i had a smaller bout of the same thing earlier that year and this was uh, this happened on my wife's birthday in december and all I could remember was that it was my wife's birthday and that I needed to call my boss and that was it. I didn't know my name or anything. Wow. How long Not did that last? It's called uh, transient global amnesia. And they don't know what causes it. How long did it last? Um, the initial bout lasted for about six hours, but I was really foggy for about three weeks after that. I <laughs> I remember, I remember coming home and things were coming back to me. And I said, you know, let's turn on Jeopardy and see if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to see if I could answer some questions, you know. So, and I honestly, I didn't want to go to sleep. I, I wanted to stay awake. I was, I, I was actually frightened of going to sleep. I didn't think oh I was going to wake up. Hey, I want to apologize to the audience. I cannot figure out how to get to see all of your comments at the same time. We'll work the kinks out later next week. Um, but otherwise, I could see what you're saying. I'm looking at the other computer. Daniel, you've had some amazing, you've written some amazing things on your blog. And I, I go to you for inspiration because it makes me feel so good um, when I'm really worried and I'm in fear. You have some really strong points of view on how to get out of fear 
and also how to get out of economic insecurity. Can you tell us the story of the financial godshot you had? A godshot, by the way, is an, a moment of uncanny synchronicity. Oh, I, I would love to share that story. So um, I took my last drink on July 28th of 1995, which is, uh, I think, 27 years now. And I had a really hardcore uh, sponsor. And I, I like this guy. And we clashed sometimes, but there was definitely connection there. And we became friends and we 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 really only talked about the program we didn't do anything outside that and i eventually got uh clean i got into my own apartment i switched careers uh, i got out of debt uh, all of these things that uh people have anchors in their life kind of floated away once i went into recovery and I probably can relate to uh, what I'm saying can probably relate to a lot of other people who are in recovery. So if, mm -hmm. if you're still in the middle of it, if you're still in the middle of hopelessness and in the middle of any kind of addiction at all, I guarantee you there's a way out there. There really is there. It, it's, you, you might think that, there's nothing left, but that is where the power is. When, when you realize there's nothing left to do but yell for help, really that, that's the turning point for a lot of people. And I'm also not going to be the person that tries to sell AA. I believe in it. It worked for me. There are, of course, other programs out there. I, I'm not that guy. Okay. Um, but that being said, I was in AA and I did follow to the letter of the program. And uh, after I'd been in recovery, I don't like the word sober, by the way. Sober just means abstinence. I prefer recovery because that implies growth. Yes. And I, I never want I never want to not be in recovery. I, 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 I always want to be going up in life. I never mm -hmm. want to go into glide mode. That, that has no appeal to me. So anyway, I was uh, just sitting around one day and I actually hadn't talked to my sponsor in quite a while. And I got a call out of the blue from him, probably, probably been over a year, maybe a little longer, if I remember correctly, since we had spoken and Joe called and he goes, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, you know, uh, life's good. Uh, I feel great. Uh, this and that and about three sentences into the conversation, I could tell something was wrong. Joe was a lot older than me. He was in his seventies. And I said, Joe, I, what's going on? I can tell something's wrong. And he says, I'm going to lose my apartment. Um, I hate to ask you, but do you have any money I can borrow? And I said, well, you know, I do. I have, you know, some money saved up. And I said, yeah. I said, you saved my life. So, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I said, how much do you need? He said, $500. And I said, I can do that. Um, if you come over tomorrow, I'll, I'll give you the cash and you can go about your uh, merry way. And 
don't worry about it. And he goes, I'll pay you back as soon as I, I can. And I said, don't worry about paying me back. It, 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 it doesn't really matter. So I was uh, living the bachelor life at the time, meaning that I used to go to the grocery store every day and buy whatever appealed to my microwave. <laughs> and so I headed over to the, to the nearest uh, King Supers, which is out here in Colorado, Kroger, same thing. And uh, I bought some groceries and I bought a, a $10 scratch ticket out of the machine on my way out. And guess how much I won? I won $500. Wow. <laughs> I, won, I won 500 bucks on a $10 scratch ticket. So I was like, <laughs> That was uh, that was pretty interesting. So Joe showed up the next day, and uh, he handed him the cash, and uh, he reiterated and said that uh, I'll pay you back as soon as I can. And I said, you don't have to, you don't have to pay me back. The universe already did. I love that. And I showed him, I made a photocopy of the ticket because I didn't think anybody would believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, uh, I showed him the photocopy and he started crying. Oh, God. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Well, that was about 10 bucks, you know? Yeah. You, the universe gave you back $500 in advance, almost. Yeah. Right before you gave him the money. I mean, you'd already, your heart was so open and so big. That's so, the key. There, there's a secret. So we're, I'm going to I'm going to sell a little bit of AA here, and Lydia is going to chime in on this because she knows she knows what I'm talking about. So it says on the walls, there's sayings, of course, on the walls of the uh, clubs and the meeting groups, and one of them is "Let go, let God." Right? Yeah. Well. Me and my uh, self-centered attitude when I went there went, this doesn't make any sense. Why, why would I want to let go? There's a huge difference between letting go and giving up. All right, They are not the same thing because I was equating the two. I thought letting go was the same thing as giving up. Mm. And it's not. And here's the difference. Here, here's the difference between letting go and giving up. If anybody's out there right now in a horrible place, trust me, this, this is really important to listen to. All right? So letting go or giving up is the same thing as being lost on the ocean on your, in your boat and poking a hole in the bottom of it and throwing all your provisions overboard along with the radio and ruining your sail. That's giving up. And that's suicide. Please don't give up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Letting go, on the other hand, is being in the middle of the ocean in your boat, realizing that you're lost, pulling into a port you've never visited, and hiring somebody you've never met to steer you somewhere you've never been. Love that. That's letting go. Trusting. Trust. It, it is. It's faith is what it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's actually having, here it is. It's having faith 
to turn your life over to someone else to fix it. That's what it is. And um, there's a lot of us that are willing to do that for nothing at all. True. The, yeah. reason why, the reason why we're willing to do that is because it solidifies our recovery. The more we do that, the more it helps us. It's like uh, when you give away a smile, you end up getting two of them, right? <laughs> uh, it, doubles your, it doubles your stock. Right. We don't. There, there's. We don't lose anything. We gain by. We gain by giving. Really, we do. Totally. If you're if you're looking for help, ask for help. Somebody will help you. Isn't that interesting? How, if you need more love, give more love. If you want more money, give more money. It's really interesting. It always works that I agree way. With that. Absolutely, I agree with that. I, I really do. There's another story and it's on my blog and it's about um, how I, uh, uh, how I see uh, homeless people now. And I used to see homeless people as, you know, if they have the fortitude to stand out there in the elements, why don't they work a job? Yeah. That's a horrible attitude. Yeah. Uh, it, it really, it is. It, it doesn't work. And I, I was here. This, so this is another God shot uh, that, is in line with um, what Lydia is uh, uh, loves to talk about. But I was listening, so we're going to talk a little bit about Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. I was listening to one of his audio programs, which is my, that's my go-to learning experience. I do read tactile books, but I do prefer audio. For one, I drive a lot. And it's a great way to uh, absorb information without listening to the uh, uh, Led Zeppelin and Steve Miller 87 times since <laughs> high school. That I'm t it really, you know, I just I'm done with that. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, was talking, he said that in this program, he was talking about him and some colleagues were in New Orleans years ago. And people that know Dyer and have heard this program are going to know this story. And um, he was walking with his friends in one of the seedier parts of town, and they were approached by a homeless girl in her teens. Mm -hmm. And um, she asked for some money. And so Dyer gave her $100. Okay. And he said, you know, uh, we're staying in this hotel over here. If you want to get cleaned up, if you want to take a shower, um we'll we'll get you some food we'll buy you and she didn't she didn't want to have any of that and his friends and this is right i was listening to this right before this incident happened i mean literally five or six minutes before this happened his friends go and there, there's some logic to this from their point of view they said don't you know that you're enabling this person she's going to take this money and make her life worse with it and not better yeah, I heard Dyer, that. Dyer said something really profound, at least for me, right? And he said, this gift that I give someone else who is asking for it is not between me and them. It's between me and God. Mm. Okay. 
and I consider myself a spiritual person, but I am not anchored by religion. Neither, no religion. I do like the fundamentals of most religions, though. I will, I will give you that. I mean, I, lo I love, yeah, I don't, I'm not anti-religious at all. I just don't, I love spirituality more than the man-made version of religion. So I heard this and I pulled up to an intersection in town where uh, there used to be a homeless guy and he literally lived under the bridge uh, of this intersection at, uh, um, let's see, Santa Fe and Alameda, I think is where it was. Santa Fe, Mississippi, doesn't matter. Anyway, um, yeah, he was the most enthusiastic homeless guy I ever saw in my life. He would stand there all day and go, and he's like, you know, and they're like, okay, whatever. And he'd jump around and he was kind of a, uh, kind of a carnival barker about it. So it was, you know, it was entertaining. He's probably on antifreeze. I'm kidding. I, don't know. I have no idea. So I pulled up next to him and I keep in mind, keep in mind, I had just heard this story that uh, I related. So <laughs> I pulled up next to him and uh, I was trying to practice uh, non-judgment. So I rolled down the window and I said, hi, uh, what's your name? And he said, my name is Brian. And uh, I said, uh, um, well, uh, Brian, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're doing okay. And I have, I had some money in my shirt pocket, five mm -hmm. bucks, uh, cash probably would have ended up in my, my laundry, you know? And, uh, um, so uh, I said, uh, I handed him five bucks and I, before this, I never did. I've never done this before. Before this, all I did was I'd look at him and I'm like, eh, eh, you know, whatever. Almost yeah. So, um, so I handed him five bucks and I said, look, um, please don't give up. I'm glad I didn't. And I was real close to being where he was at one point because I used to drink a handle of vodka a day. Mm, yeah. And uh, I could, everything that came out of me was blood. <gasps> I mean, uh, uh, you know, it was, I, I, I'd purge, I'd go to the bathroom, I could spit pink, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it's stunning that I'm even alive. Yeah, me too. I feel that way too. So, I handed him five bucks and I went about my way. And on the way home, I stopped and me and my scratch tickets, right? Uh, I stopped at uh, the gas station. I got some junk food or something, you know, a soda pop and a candy bar. And I bought a $1, $1 scratch ticket. And guess how much I want? $5? Seven. I want $100. A hundred? Yep. I love a $1 it. scratch ticket. And I started laughing <laughs> I, because I'm like, okay, yeah. Really? It was just, <laughs> it was like, how obvious can you get, right? And, and the thing is, 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 so the energy, this is important. And, and I'm sure Lydia agrees with me, even though that's projecting. The energy of me handing over this money had no expectations behind it at all. I, there, it was zero. There was nothing there. That's the I didn't care. It was a piece of paper to me, and that's really all it was. <laughs> so... I haven't gotten to the good part of the story yet. Oh. So anyway, over time, I would stop and I'd hand him money and I'd say, please don't give up. Please keep, please keep trying and on and on. So um, he disappeared after about a year. And I didn't see him for a long time. And I, 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 my mind went to the worst. 
and eventually a, a girl took over his spot and uh, I pulled over one day and I started talking to her and I'm like, Hey, um, expecting the worst. What happened to Brian? I said, do you know him, the guy that was here? And she goes, yeah, I, I know. I knew Brian. He uh, got off the streets. He got clean and he got a job. He's living in his own place now. I'm like, really? Oh, I love <laughs> it. Wow, cool. You know, I mean, that made my day, it made my year. I was like, so it, really there's. Beautiful. There, there's a way out. And honestly, life is, I got to tell you, life is not difficult. It's not difficult here. And so I'm going to put your head in a bell a little bit here, but everybody goes out there and this is in my book. What's coming out. Everybody goes out there and they try to be rebellious. Right? And they go, I'm going to wear this and I'm going to say this and I'm going to act this way. And I'm going to call my, hopefully people will see me as being rebellious. And I, I get the urge because uh you're you're looking to uh break rules or molds that that other people didn't go or you really don't like the establishment and yeah. I, I get that I, I i really i do yeah. but all you're doing when you're doing some of that stuff is you're recategorizing yourself into another uh, a set of people i mean it's really not that unique when when people do this stuff i this is what i say so get ready to to uh, hear something weird. I say, if you really want to be a rebel, if you if you truly want to be a rebellious person, all you got to do is follow all the rules because nobody does. <laughs> hey, That's a good one. That's really, good one. I mean, the few people in history that, and I'm not talking about man's laws here. That's not yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about rules of a nature for the spirit i don't i know i try to not use the word spiritual because people people equate the word spirit spiritual with religion and they're really two different things to me religion. my interpretation of spiritual is inside out that's yeah. all that's all it means yeah. it, it, that doesn't mean anything else it just means whatever's inside whatever makes me up without that i'm just a, a bunch of uh, muscle and blood and and uh, oh. bone. Yeah. So the, whatever makes this function, that's spirit or spiritual. Okay. That, that's all it means to me. So it's, it's, uh, um, I think it's interesting that if we look at, all you have to do is follow all the rules and you really will be a rebel. Now, everybody look and think about history and try to, pinpoint the people that tried to follow the most spiritual laws and you're going to end up with about five people you know christ maybe martin gandhi. luther king mother Teresa, um gandhi yeah gandhi you know um mm. who is the guy from um south africa nelson um, mandela nelson mandela was he was one of i mean when he walked out of the prison prison cell he was nothing but spirit. There Isn't really was no body there. Oh my God. He left that behind. He left it. He left his body in that cell yeah. and walked out spirit. Really? He's a more powerful man from being imprisoned 
Because his thinking had changed. Yes. And he, if anybody's ever read about Nelson Mandela, when he first went to prison, he was an angry man, man. He was bitter and hostile and, and uh, everything that nobody wants to be. That's right. And, and walked out just totally different. So if you follow all the rules and you're really, I mean, uh, just, just pick one and see if you can do that. Try, try to go through life just being the kindest person you've ever met. Just, just the that, rules, just like, that like the, right there. The rules that you're talking about though are spiritual rules. The yes. rules that, that are really the ones that work. And we don't, we're not talking about government rules and rules about no. don't drive one way down an alley. You're yeah, talking no. about- no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. Life rules, okay. So tell me what those are. Be kind, love one another, it's the, it's basically- Well, you, you wanna be, uh, you wanna be kind, you wanna be generous, non-judgmental, um, you, you want to be envious, uh, uh, yeah. You know, you want to be productive. You 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 want to be uh, um, balanced. And I do believe that um, a lot of being able to accomplish that takes a skill that goes with learning how to help, uh, in a healthy way express your emotions. I do too. There's a way to do that. That's that's a huge. That's a skill. You can learn it. Anybody. I don't care what age you are. Daniel. Anybody can learn that. Will you talk to men about how important it is for men? You're an expert on men, on on helping young men and men feel their emotions and to start to really be a part it's of society. The, I love when you when you talk to men because I. It's I not. Have sons. It's Two not sons. emasculating to right. be expressive or 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 to be. Uh, um, uh, enthusiastic or whatever they, it has nothing to do with that but one of the biggest lies I believe that we're told and keep in mind I'm a redneck plumber okay <laughs> um, one of the biggest lies is big boys don't what right? um, so we're taught at a very early age over, I think even over women and I do believe women are included in this I'm not being uh, it's, I'm not trying to be exclusive here um, we're taught to hold in our emotions, be stoic. Don't, 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 uh, um, don't let people know what you're thinking. Um, and we have a tendency to stray toward showing more negative emotions, uh, anger and bitterness, hostility, uh, things like that. And this is what, in my opinion, and men are going to know what I'm talking about. You're a guy. When we Generate an emotion, but don't express it. So basically, it gets manufactured, but it doesn't get shared. Okay, so we, it's it's there. It's already been it's already been created, but we don't put it out there. Three things happen. Okay, um, it comes out eventually, mutated, amplified, and unexpectedly. So those three things happen, and it, it, we've seen it with guys. Women have seen it with guys. Guys know what's going on. This is why uh, you'll be sitting in front of the TV watching some stupid infomercial at two in the morning. You start crying, and the the reason why is because at some point, all of this collective emotional mess found a crack in our armor, armor, i.e., the ego, right? And there it went <laughs> over here somewhere. So. You wonder why guys go off and 
they just they try to pound it down, and sooner or later they end up, you know, robbing Seven Eleven or beating up their wives or, you know, just yeah, garbage like that. It's because emotionally we're unhealthy. We don't know how to express ourselves. Yes. Men really need to learn to express themselves, and it's not doesn't come out as aggression, and it perverts itself into aggression that's completely off the topic. You know. Well, the thing is, is you don't even know where when you express this, you don't even know the origin because it's gone through so many changes and mixed with other stuff. And eight weeks later, it's out here. You go, I don't even know where that came from. And guys will say that. I have no idea where that came from. And they're right. They don't. They have no idea where that came from. Now, everybody out there, don't get me wrong. I get mad. I get mad. I get mad at things. But I express it. And five minutes later, I'm skipping around and followed by imaginary butterflies. Okay. I'm fine. I, I it doesn't, I, I let it out and then on to, you know, whatever else, but uh, holding that stuff back, will give you cancer. It really will. Yeah, you're right. You have a really interesting history. Can we, can we get you back on the show to talk about your family of origin stories and your dad and how you got through, how you gained all this wisdom? Because you blow my mind on a daily basis when I look at your blog. It's like, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> okay, you know what? It's, you bring up an interesting point there. See, I don't think I know hardly anything. I, well, I, I think I know a lot, but I you always surprise me with a new way to look at something. I go, wow, thank God I met you and Darlene. I mean, there's people that just come into your life and they blow your mind. I, I'm always... I, I don't, I don't do any of this stuff for money or fame or no, I don't even care. Um, I, I, I'm personally interested in certain paths, but I, I will always try to show other people, look, it, it, you know, if you want to go the route of the Bible, please, it's a great book. It, it's, it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful way to go through life and, and it's a wonderful way to live if that's what you want to do. But there's other teachers out there. That's fine. I'm an Alan Watts guy. I'm a, a um, Wayne Dyer, of course. Is my I love biggest. Alan Watts, the Buddhist teacher yep. as well. He's wonderful. Yes. And, and believe it or not, you, don't laugh at me. I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins, and you're going to think, you know, the infomercial guy from the '80s and '90s. Yeah, that guy. Uh, you know what? I've listened to almost everything he's put out, and the first thing I'm going to tell you right now is, he's very humble. He doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't, we think that guy, yes, he, he is. He's, he's not self-centered at all. He's day-centered, mm -hmm. totally different. And he's actually extremely spiritual. Very, very spiritual person. And people don't, they don't know that about Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. But in, I put this in my book and I've said, my, my goal is, is not to show, not to try to tell people where to go, all I want to do is show them the doors from where to start. That's it. That's that's all I ever want to do. They say that uh, from the Tao, right? This is where it originated. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, right? Yeah. Well, if you don't know where to take that first step, you're never going to. You're just not. And I think if you know where the doors are hidden, you have a spiritual obligation to show people where they are. That's what you, that's the one when I first met you, you said that to me and I, 
I felt like I have gleaned so much true wisdom from a lot of great seekers. Mm. And at one point in my life, I was able to apply it on a more regular basis. And at that point, I met you and you said, if you know the doorway, you have an obligation to show people where the doors are hidden. And that always brings me back to what our true mission should be in life, to help others, to be of love and service. So don't, don't be afraid that you're going to become a carbon copy of whatever teacher you follow. It'll never happen. It, never. it just won't. It, it, I am telling you, it really will not happen. Right. So I don't want to be like that guy, or I don't want to be like this woman or that person. Doesn't matter. That, that's that. That's a that's a terrible way to look at it. it, it you pick up this this information, and it's like this. You're gonna you're gonna pick up a book, and you're gonna read this stuff, and what it is is you're an artist, and what somebody has done is they've handed you a palette full of paints and brushes. You're not going to paint their picture. You're going to paint your picture. That's just what's going to happen. You're going to go off and make your own picture. Right. So you're, and I remember thinking, you know, I don't want to be like these other people because that's what they believe in. Hogwash. Total garbage. That's, that's, um, what, are, what does the book say about uh, uh, judgment before um, examination? Oh, oh my God. One of my favorite quotes ever in, in by Herbert Spencer, and it's from a book by William James, Varieties of Religious Experience. Nothing will keep a man in everlasting ignorance so much as contempt prior to investigation. Yes, that's, and that's true. It, really, it is. It, look, just, just investigate. say there is no God, why don't you just get rid of the word God? It's a really, uh, it's a loaded word. But seek that core meaning and find your own way. Open that door, right? So my personal belief, my personal belief is my personal belief. And I'm not, I, I would never try to shove it on somebody else. But my personal belief says that, and, and they talk about this in, in, in uh, the meetings too, is either God is everything or nothing, right? It's in the book. So either God is everything or God is nothing. That's it. And it's okay if you don't believe in God. I'm fine with that. I would never judge somebody. That's, um, That's the best way to put it, though. My view of God is God is everything, which means if, if I'm right, if God is everything, then God is all things good and all things bad. Now, here, here's the mystery of this one. And, I, and I've said, if, if God is everything, and we also are part of everything, are we not also part of God? We're not a God, we're not the God, but we, we are definitely projections of God, if you believe in God, right? I have connections because I can't be unlike what created me. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so we're talking about good and evil here. And this one, some people are a little, you know, Here's the question that is really going to bother you. If people weren't on planet Earth, no people at all, gone, zero humans, ask yourself, would anything bad ever happen on planet Earth? Anything? People no. go, well, it's an earthquake. And I'm like, is that bad? 
No, we wouldn't have the judgment. We wouldn't know what bad is. We, we put it, there's, there's hurricanes and earthquakes and stuff, but that's just part of nature, is it not? Yeah. You know where good and bad exists? Here. Right here. here. Exactly. We judge everything. We put it in and a compartment. Guess, guess, guess yeah. what the number one thing we judge is? Each other? Me. Oh, yeah, that's right. We judge ourselves very harshly. Oh, God. So many rules. So many. You know why we judge ourselves? This is, you know, why we're constantly judging ourselves? Because when we come up with bad judgments of who we are, we now have great excuses for lousy behavior. Oh, that's good. Totally good. Yes. We have that's to be why. the victim. I, I used to try to, you know, it's my turn to be the victim for a change. I used to compete with my friend over who gets to be the victim this time. Yep. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of making excuses for myself. It's so immature. So I want to go one last thing about what's going on in the world right now. Okay. Um, I get that people think we're on the brink. I understand that and I empathize, but I want you to keep in mind that 150, 160 years ago, for entertainment, we used to gather in the town square and watch people get hung, okay? That was our entertainment. And uh, people didn't have toilet paper, you. I don't think I can live in a world without that. These leaves. <laughs> and there's, you know, and anybody, and I, I was born in 64, 57. And I remember vaguely, but I've read about it a lot, the race riots and how things went in the 60s. And if you if you think the past five years have been all that bad in the United States, you're out of your mind. If, okay. if you compare it to what happened in the 60s. And we made it through that. We made it through that. We did. We came out better. Well, and the kids got shot at Kent State by National Guard. Yep. You know. And there was the race riots and and uh the uh the, the and the, the country was completely divided com totally divided between um people that were very stoic and and wanted the and i quit saying liberal and conservative i, I don't like those words anymore Good. i just like progressive and regressive and that's all i use that's you're right. either progressive or regressive what are you yeah and progress is the law of god good i mean you're god either progressive or regressive what which what do you want to do? Do you want to progress or do you want to regress? That's it. You know, and and, and uh, there's progress on both sides. Of course, there is. I mean, uh, it, it, so it we think the world has fallen apart, but if you look at history, there's actually less wars going on and less dying now. There's more health. There's more communication. There's more education. Uh, there's there's all kinds of uh, 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 things for people out there that just weren't there 60, 70 years ago. And we think the world's bad. There's things that need to be fixed. There's, there's I really no love what you're saying. I, we need to hear more of this. We need to hear more. Of, in fact, I think we should do a positive moment every week and just say, what is going on good in the world? Because it, it, you're right. It was way worse in the Civil War. It was a lot worse. Before yeah, we thank had, you. you know. See, that's yes, and that in the whole scheme of things, that wasn't very long ago. 
It wasn't. And, and, and Hitler's Germany wasn't very long ago. And at least no. we're, we're uh, horrified by it, you know? At least we see, we've peeled the onion layer back and we can see what it was. And I, I, I get that everybody goes, oh, you know. So I'm not one. I don't believe in the majority. What I believe in is something called critical mass. Okay. And critical mass to me is you don't you don't need to you don't need to sway anything on earth with a mindset of I need a majority. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is create critical mass. And so let me illustrate what that is. So if you have a table, a high table, five feet tall, four feet tall, and there's a pile of chain on that table, heavy chain. Yeah. And you drop and you know, you drop one link over, nothing. Two links over, nothing. Three, four, still nothing. But I am telling you, there will come a point when you drop enough of those links over that edge of that table, zip, off it goes. Critical mass. You're right. So you don't need all you need is the right influential people on the right stage and others will chime in. That's all you need. By the way, goodness itself has power. And we're on the right side of history when you're, you know when you're right about morally, morally right about things. It's very clear cut right now to me. And honestly, I, I don't want to stand aghast at nothingness anymore. I don't want to be alarmed by evil too much. I'm giving it way too much power at times. And there is a spiritual law behind that. By diminishing... There's a there's a really simple way, easy as pie, to tell for real who's good and who's bad. Nothing to it. It's easy as can be. How? Good people get along and bad people don't. That's it. There's nothing else to it. Good people good get people along with each bad. other and bad people don't. So if you're if you're focusing on somebody that for some reason cannot get along with anybody around them, bad person. Exactly. Or, or let me say healthy and unhealthy instead of bad. Ego, ego centered. You know, uh, yeah. So on that what note, we, yeah. I want to end with um, one of my favorite from the Tao, number 22, is once you've attained wholeness, everything will flock to you. It's like when you have that centered peace, everything you need will be there and everything you don't need will, will fall away. Everything I love that, don't you? Uh, yes, I I actually agree. And we talked about that before. Where as soon as you don't care about everything you want, it'll all come to you. Always, like clockwork. When Always. And I know it sounds that sounds like a dichotomy. It's not. And, and the reason why it's not is everybody can roll that camera backwards in their own life. You've already talked about that. Where you can go, everything that I was struggling for, including relationships or your recovery or a good job or money or even a better car whatever as soon as it really did show up in your life right before that incident you're going to be able to nail down where you said screw it i'm not even going to try anymore well you said screw it yes exactly exactly you're going eh, eh. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna work on something else i'm not gonna work on finding a girlfriend or, or or whatever and then all of a sudden you can't you, you're going really i mean it shows up 
That's the, the key to letting go. What we just started with letting, letting go. go. Let, 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 let the universe steer you for a while. Let it's go still your boat. Don't get scared of that. Even though you've pulled into a port you've never been to, and you're hiring somebody to take you somewhere you've never been, it's still your boat. It's it's never not going to be that your boat. You can change things any anytime you want. You can turn around and go back to being lost on the ocean if you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but let go of the control, the overly controlled. You know, it's like it, it kills your spirit to be controlling. I can't control everything. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't want to either. Sometimes I want to control the remote. No, you don't get to. We you actually have two remotes that both work on the same TV. So we're <laughs> on that note, I want to have a discussion with you next time about men again, more, more, more digging into boys and men and why they're suffering in our society. And I do feel that we're hard on them. And I raised three boys and two dogs, including my husband, and they all went through puberty at the same time. So well, that's my stand-up joke, and I'm going to keep saying it. I, I will point out one more thing is anybody that's looked to improve their lives and they, um, you go to the bookstore and I know what the hell is a bookstore. Um, <laughs> they don't even exist anymore. I love uh, you go to the bookstore and you stand in front of the self-help section. Okay? And I really don't like that term self-help. It's a little bit like saying frozen ice, you know, ice is already <laughs> frozen. You don't need to say it's frozen. Okay already frozen just call it ice so you don't need to say self-help it's, it's just a... <laughs> but, yes. but anyway you're gonna you, you'll scan the books and the titles and i'm, sh I'm sure lydia will agree with me is 85 to 90 percent of the books sitting in front of you are written by and read by women <laughs> Really? You know, I mean, seriously? And, you know, and, and of course, I've gravitated to the, the male teachers that are out there, but they're pretty sparse. <laughs> you know, I mean, men don't and, and not only that, some of the male teachers out there are going to give off, and it's not a judgment call, they're going to give off a vibe that uh, guys that are driving trucks and drinking beer are just never going to look at. They're just, that's just not somebody they're going to listen to, you know? We've got to love them. We've got to love young men and, and, and young girls that are suffering through this strange time in the world. But, you know, it's going to be okay. I know it is. We have to lift people up. Especially it is. If, if nothing else, this idiot Putin has bridged the gap between a lot of people that were on two different sides that's here in the true. United States. And there's no, there's no denying that. It's the end of authoritarianism. It's got to end. This Hitler, Putin, Stalin, somebody that was just president recently, I shouldn't say it out loud, but authoritarianism is not the way to go, or if democracy is the way to go. It's kind of put us all on the right side, I think. I, I keep saying, <laughs> when I run for president, when I run for president, I'm going to pick a running mate from the other party. Screw it. That's not really? a bad idea. No, I'm so, totally serious about that. It, it, we're going to be co, it's going to be a co-presidency and we're going to agree on things. And if everybody below us can't, we're going to find a way to get rid of you. 
that's a really good idea. We we've got to somehow unify both parties. I mean, for heaven's sake, we all want the same things. It's just propaganda that's that's. I'm extremely conservative about a lot of things. I I really am. Yeah, I am too. But the propaganda right now is crazy. Uh, The truth is a lie. I mean, this has got to stop. And the truth will eventually come out because truth has substance, history, and goodness on its side. Truth has wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon, if you want to go that far. This country that, that we're in is not America. America is a continent, and not only that, there's two of them. <laughs> you know, I, I've, tell, I've talked to rednecks before when they've gone, oh, blah, blah, Mexicans or whatever. And I'm like, you know, they're Americans too. And he goes, no, they're, they're not. Like, Look at a globe, you jerk. Uh, North I America. love Mexico. I speak Spanish fluently. And so, we're all one people, really. We're all so one Can- Canadians are Americans too, by the way. So um, Canadians but, are Americans, this- Mexicans are Americans. Exactly. We're all one. This country is is the United States. That's the name of this country. And everybody keeps ignoring that first word. United. United. That's supposed to be who we are. United, not divided. Well, you can blame um, propaganda, which fake news. That was something we can talk about another time because I know way too much about that and it takes me down a wrong... I don't want to go there right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't use that word. Blame. It's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. No. Let's 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 keep shining light and bring people up. And I'm gonna have you back on every week. I hope. What we're trying to do is we're trying to. Darlene and I are, are launching a sort of thing called. I come from a completely non-religious background, and yet I had these these incontrovertible visceral tangible i have to call them miracles in my life that i keep pinching myself going how did this happen what is it and i want to find the scientific thread you know through einstein einstein believed in the law of love goodness and beauty and truth he called that god not religion but she comes from a more religious background she has everything she was a nurse she studied all that you come from the center of both of us so we need to sort of we're seekers is what we are. And we want to start making, helping, having people find a way to find the happiness within. It's I consider myself uh, a puzzle maker. You know, here's a piece that fits into the picture. Here's a piece that fits into the picture. And sooner or later, you start getting a clearer picture. You know, oh. Oh, I like that's, that. that's the way I've always kind of felt about myself is, Pieces here, pieces here, and all of a sudden, this tapestry that's your life, I'm going to steal that from uh, Carol King, um, <laughs> gets, uh, I love that album too. Yeah. Um, it, gets, it gets clearer and it gets more in focus. And that helps you with uh, how you're going to deal with the moment and how you're going to deal with tomorrow and so on. So. But one day we should discuss what the higher power really is and what, what this magic I've had, I don't know, maybe it's because I believe in magic. I start experiencing magic. It's like Wayne Dyer said, you'll see it when you believe it. Not the other way around. Yep. Not the other way around. You'll see it when you believe it. So on that note, go have a wonderful dinner with your wife and kiss Colorado for me. (laughs) I love Colorado. (laughs) Me too. I like Seattle too. Seattle was fun. (laughs) What's the weather like there right now? 
Uh, I think it was about 50 degrees today, maybe 45, 50. It wasn't that bad. It's supposed to be in the mid 70s this weekend. It's hot here at 90. So we're just yeah. going to have to live in a world of wacky weather for a while. Maybe that's all part of the spiritual. No, no climate change here. Don't, don't look, just look away. Look away. <laughs> okay. I love you, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining us. Daniel, love you, too. you take care. DanielAndrewLockwood.com, Light on the Threshold. And I'll put it up on YouTube with all the notes and the website. Okay. Have a happy Friday, everybody. The big dating game, goodbye. The <laughs> big dating game. Okay, bye. I'll see you later. Bye. And we're out. And take care of yourselves and stay safe. And don't worry. Let go. No, it's, I, uh, I've actually recognized those days where I didn't have any worry. I'm like, God, I haven't worried about anything today. Isn't that freeing? It's almost bizarre. It, worry can be an addiction, and I'm addicted to I'm addicted to social media, and I've got to stay off. But I keep glancing at it and going, one more time, one more time. My, my sponsor actually said something about that in my first year. I'd never even noticed it. And he goes, you know what most people spend most of their time doing? What? He goes, either regretting the past or worrying about the future. That's the thought process that almost everybody engages in all the time. Which means you're not spending any energy on what's in front of you. Oh my God, that's it. That's that's what worry is. It's not yeah, staying. And in I was like, moment. wow, that's now reminiscing and planning. Totally different energies there. It's okay to reminisce, and it's okay to plan for the future, yeah. like insurance or something. But to worry about the future and regret the past, toxic. You know? Okay, on that note, we're not going to worry anymore. We're going to take a night off from worry. Everybody just relax and breathe and let yeah. it go. Whatever we'll probably watch another going. episode of The Rookie. <laughs> okay, I got to make this ah, It is recording. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. I'll Bye. see you, see Glad, you I didn't say anything. Glad I didn't say anything I'd regret. <laughs> but I don't regret anything anyway, so there you go. Bye, sweetheart. See you later. Bye.